Um, my artist, Big Moochie, Big Moochie, great. He's from the east side, he's from East Memphis. So we'll be in East Memphis, like everybody, we be passing out turkeys all over the city, like every part of the city this whole week, really. Yep. Oh, not really, just the same, typical, same as usual. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate all the love, all the support throughout the whole city. Um, I appreciate the Ida May Foundation. That's what we're doing for. That's what it's all about. And really just showing love and spreading love. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My auntie love y'all, but my grandma came here, my uncle came here. Like, I got like a family history thing going on coming through here. So I just want to really skips a beat because it brings my attention to a larger phenomenon, a larger question that I have about America and America's relationship to black people. And this relationship is one of hero making. Why does the black community create more heroes than any other 
ethnic group. Why? I, re- I really want you to think about this. Like, indulge me for a second. Why does the black community create more heroes than any other ethnic group? But in the black community, we are in the myth-making business. In the black community, you will find murals of our fallen heroes. Streets named after our fallen heroes. Not fallen heroes of yore. We're not talking about Franklin Roosevelt. We're not talking about Benjamin Franklin. We're not talking about George Washington in our community. We're talking about Nipsey Hussle. We're talking about Tupac. We're talking about Malcolm X. We're talking about Eldridge Cleaver. We're talking about Medgar Evers. We're talking about Fred Hampton. Talking about Biggie Smalls. Makes you wonder, why do we create heroes? So you have to ask yourself, and I ask myself this question, what is it about the black experience within America that makes us look at someone like Kobe Bryant as a god amongst mortal men? The moment he died, he was mythologized. Why are our heroes turned into these things? If Bryce Harper, who just won the MVP, for the Phillies in the MLB died today. There will be no mural of that white man in Kentucky. There will be no mural of that white man in any city in the South, in any city in middle America. Why? See, these are the questions that America has to ask itself very, very closely, because from that question alone, you can infer a lot about the black condition in this country. Why do we have so many heroes? Really think about it. And if you're white out there and you say Mac Miller, Mac Miller belongs to us. Okay, he belongs to black people. And if anything, he belongs to American culture. And by the way, all of these people that I name, Tupac, Malcolm X, Medgar Evers, Fred Hampton, these are Americans. And now we add young Dolph to that pantheon. We have a new hero to put into the pantheon, not a hero based upon actions, not a hero based upon what we wish to emulate, but heroes are born from the journey, from the journey. It's the hero's journey that we worship, that we mythologize, because there's something about surviving in America for many Succeeding in America for many. 
is looked at as a heroic act. Why? Because the things that you have to overcome to become in this country. I'm going to say that again. Because of the things you have to overcome to become in this country is why black people, black America manifests so many heroes. The ungodly circumstances you have to triumph against instantly puts you in the mythological category. You might as well be Hercules. You might as well. When you survive and make it and succeed in this country, no matter what you do and no matter where you come from. But for many of us in our subconscious for blackness, it's the normalization of dead rappers. I said on the last episode of the pod, hip hop is near and dear to my heart. I'm going to be fascinated with the culture that is hip hop till the day I die. Hip hop taught me how to write. Hip hop taught me how to read. Hip hop taught me how to create. Hip hop taught me how to imagine. So the culture is interwoven in my DNA, in my epigenetics. And I'm going to pass that culture. I'm going to pass that inspiration down to my children. I love hip hop. I love music in general. I love music. I love creativity. And I love hip hop, not for the music itself, but for the culture. If it's debatable if hip hop is American culture today, that's not this episode. I'll probably touch on that in another transmission. But what are we saying here? The first time I can remember, and I may be wrong, that a musician was murdered was John Lennon in 1980. I believe he was murdered in broad daylight, walking the street by a semi-mentally unstable fan. Popped him right in the middle of the street. That was the first time I can recall hearing that a musician was murdered. That's 1980. After that, you have 1995. Selena. 1995 Selena and by the way though John Lennon was murdered ain't no murals up of John Lennon in white neighborhoods you ask a white person today of this generation who John Lennon is they probably don't care you ask them who Tupac is they know for sure they might not listen to his music but they know who he is just gonna say that there following after Selena You have Tupac Shakur, murdered. Biggie, murdered. Interspersed in between these years in the 90s, you have Jam Master J and Big L, also murdered. Murdered. Far and few between, mind you. And then when the news of Young Dolph's murder came to me, I asked myself, were the murders of Tupac and Biggie so massive 
simply because it was Tupac and Biggie or because rappers being murdered was so abnormal that the world didn't know what to do. Now, mind you, there was a narrative involved, right? Society loves narratives. So there was the East Coast versus West Coast debacle taking place that the media spun. And because social media didn't exist, the powers that be were able to control the narrative of these two black men and pit them against each other. So granted, that was at play there. But at the end of it, two men died. Now I'm going to put Tupac and Biggie's death in context for my non-hip-hop fans. And I'm only talking about in magnitude, in ripple effect in the culture. I'm not going to use Kanye. I feel like I talk about Kanye a little too much. It's like Drake... And J. Cole dying. You can intersperse who is who. It's like Drake and J. Cole getting shot and killed. That is the impact. And not only is that the impact, it's happening at a time where rappers just don't die like that. Not at the top. At the top, back then in the 1990s, seeing rappers get killed is a rarity. So let's move on down the timeline a little bit, right? Let's go to our generation. Well, I was born in 1994, raised in the 2000s. I don't know about you guys, but I can't really recall a rapper getting murdered in my childhood. Can you guys? Kim C died of sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. Big Pun died of natural causes. So let's fast forward a little bit to the advent of social media, shall we? Because this is where this whole thing is going. With the advent of social media, you tell me how many rappers have died. Do the count. Do the count. Not died, been murdered. Do the count. Do the count. Nipsey. X. FBG Duck. then not only if you want to play that game you can start categorizing the rappers who just die we expect rappers to die we expect at least one rapper to die a year these days because that's the pace that we're on there's something about the internet that allows this intimate access to 
the hearts and envy of the people who would once be so far removed from you. And places them right in your mental and spiritual proximity. I have this theory. This very, 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 very odd theory that the human mind is not built to withstand this many people thinking about us. I think of people like Prince and Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson specifically him being the most famous person on the planet and the toll on top of the trauma that he had to withstand from his upbringing and I say what if the human spirit is not equipped to have that many people thinking about us And imagine the internet added to somebody as massive as Michael Jackson, and you have a recipe for it. Utter disaster. Utter disaster. Then you have an individual like Young Dolph, who is in his hometown. His hero's journey is complete. He is back bringing boons to his community. And there might be somebody in that community who just does not like to see him winning. Just doesn't like it. Just doesn't like it. Just doesn't like to see him, doesn't like to think about him, and is waiting for the moment. Waiting for the moment. Shoot, probably tried to get him on other occasions, but he was just too militant with his movement. But the one time they could get him, they found a way. They found a way. I'm not even a young Dolph listener. I'm a fan of the culture. I listen to songs every now and then of young Dolph. I find him very engaging and entertaining when he raps. But only in hip-hop. Only in hip-hop do we have these moments. This doesn't take place in country music. This doesn't take place in R&B. Hip-hop's cousin. This doesn't take place in neo-soul. This doesn't take place in rock and roll. This doesn't take place in heavy metal. This doesn't take place in jazz or the blues. We have to really start asking the question, what is happening within hip hop culture that X can be killed in broad daylight buying a motorcycle? Young Dolph can be killed in broad daylight buying cookies Nipsey Hussle can be killed in broad daylight in front of his own store 
Mo3 can be killed on the freeway, hunted like a dog. Pop Smoke can be killed in his own place of rest. We can't say it's the music. The music breeds this contempt. It's the music. We can't say that all the time. But if we do, and if we really mean it, if we really do think it's the music that's creating this cannibalism in our community, we have to ask why. What is it and why is it? And have the real conversation, not just accepting it as a part of the game. That's what happens when you go back to your neighborhood. People going to hate on you. No, really think about it. Really ask the question, what is happening? Why is being a rapper an extreme sport? We have to ask the question, what is happening in our souls, in our spirits, in our subconscious? What is the spirit of envy doing to us? Even in small doses, when we think it's not really affecting us, maybe it is. You just haven't been called to violence yet, but you're longing for something. And if you don't take care of that longing, disaster's waiting. In your own way, you might not go out and what's happening. That's all I'm going to ask. What's happening? And maybe we also think about it. Maybe we should get some scholars to do some actual research on this and not treat it like it's hip hop. Get some scholars, get some research, get some funding and actually do it. Pay attention to what's happening because I can guarantee it's only going to get worse. Think about this Tupac lyric in To Live and Die in L.A. Whenever circumstances like this happen. And when I first heard this lyric, I think I was 17 years old. And when I heard it, I thought it was so profound. If you don't mind, I'm going to read it. The lyrics go, shed tears as we bury niggas close to heart. Who was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Cold hearted about it. Nigga got smoked by a fiend trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. I'm gonna read that one more time. Shed tears as we bury niggas close to heart, who was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Cold hearted about it, nigga got smoked by a fiend trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream.
I'm going to read that one more time. Shed tears as we bury niggas close to heart. Who was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Cold hearted bout it. Nigga got smoked by a fiend trying to floss on him blind to a broken man's dream. That's America. That's America. That is the crisis that we're in. I just wanted to tap in and give my condolences and put something out there in the universe. Just give us something to think about, something to ponder. I love you all. Take care. Peace be upon the listener. You are life in the human form, the universe becoming extremely conscious of itself. My name is Rice Toluca, and I would like to say thank you for listening. I just wanted to stop in and show some love, and it's very impromptu, so I apologize. But thank you guys. I love you for listening. Not talk to you guys very soon. Love. It's a bad time that I face myself All I do is bleed into someone else Painting walls with all my secret tears Filling rooms with all my hopes and fears But oh my, oh my I'll never learn if I never leap I'll always yearn if I I'll be the one to 
catch myself this time Trying to learn to lean into it all Ain't it funny how the mighty fall Looking back, I don't regret a thing Yeah, I took some bad turns That I am owning I'll stand still and let the storm pass by Keep my heart safe till the time feels right But oh 